welcome to Bible and Stuff. My name's Tanner. And I'm Glenn. And this is a podcast about the Bible. And stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we talking about today, Glenn? Gets funnier every time you <laughs> <we> say it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, uh, today we're going to be talking about John the Baptist. Who he was, why he's important, things like a so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that sounds interesting. I um I thought before before we maybe get into this, okay, uh, I could get your thoughts on the upcoming. Actually, I guess when this rolls out, it's already going to have passed. It will have happened, yeah. But you know what? <clears throat> Does that matter? Ah, we'll, I don't know. Li- we'll live in the past a little bit. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Dream sequence. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the eclipse. What are uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's going to be? Anything special or, I mean, there's a lot of like theories out there about things that could happen. Yeah. Um, I know my mom's really into it. (laughs) She is a, uh, she is a high school chemistry teacher and she's all about it. She like bought the special glasses on Amazon so she could look at it and have her class look at it because it's happening during the day in Oklahoma. Uh, I don't know exactly when sometimes like a one yeah, or something. I think it's like eleven ish here. Yeah. And so she bought the <laughs> I distinctly remember this phone conversation we had the other day because she bought these uh glasses off Amazon so they could view the eclipse. But then she got mad because Amazon <laughs> contacted her and told her that uh they weren't actually certified to be safe. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so uh, she was frustrated. What was funny is she was frustrated not as much at the fact that they weren't safe, but th- at the fact that it was now too late to get to something else one. shipped to her. So, <laughs> like, in, uh, like a normal person would just be mad that they bought some crappy product, but she was just like, "Now I can't look at the eclipse." <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't so, know. Those those glasses are kind of like what was that thing recently? The the egg hatching toy thing. Oh, what were those called? Man. They were I, like running rampant, but like I don't remember what you're. I don't remember the name, but I know what you're talking about. Every social media post I'm coming across, people are like, "Hey, I got extras if you want to buy some." It's mm. like scalpers at a yeah. baseball game or something <clears throat> like that. Yeah. So now my mom has resorted to uh, the cereal box method, where you like tape paper to one side of it, and then you let the light come in one direction, and you look through it another direction, and creates a projection on the paper on the back of the cereal box, so you can like kind of see the eclipse without looking directly at it. <laughs> it's a whole, it's a whole weird thing, but it is weird. Power to her, man. I heard somebody was telling me today that it's gonna be like a super weird effect on animals. Okay. Because I something about like them being so used to the the sun being out during the day and like away during the night that it could potentially be confusing to them that the sun is, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because like what about when a cloud passes through or something like that? <laughs> oh, how long is it actually going to last? I mean, I, it's it's like less than two minutes. I'd about to say, yeah, I, some, some short term memory loss animals right I know, now. We're gonna like, have like, oh, it's night. <laughs> Oh, it's day again. If anything, like maybe like birds are going to go blind and just fly into things. That's a possibility. I I don't know about the whole animals going wild. Yeah, man. It'll be interesting. Um, I do not currently have a plan to look at the eclipse, but I I know at least as much that I shouldn't look into it without a plan. (laughs) Because all I've seen since they've been talking about it is news articles that are like, this guy went blind when he looked at the eclipse in 63 or whatever. So. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to miss it. Well, I'll be one of those people. 
I'm sure there'll be like pictures or something. Oh yeah. Well, maybe that's what you should do. Just stick your phone out there to to record it, and you can watch it afterwards. There you go. I think I just figured out what I'm going to do. There you go. That's a good plan. I like it. Well, cool. So, uh, again, we're we're talking about John the Baptist today. Um, he uh, he did not eclipse the sun. Oh, oh Jesus. I, knew, <laughs> I knew you would appreciate that horrible, horrible I like you've been holding on to that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was uh, I, was, I did appreciate that. <laughs> I'm you glad. know me so well. We're gonna use that on Monday. <laughs> awesome. Oh, um, yeah. So J- John the Baptist. Uh, we are gonna jump in and just talk about you know who he was, what happened to him, um, his relationship to Jesus, and the the whole nine yards. Um, so I guess to start off, we'll just kind of talk okay. about like so where he came off. from. Yeah, who is this guy? Yeah, so. If we are, if we're looking in the gospel, um, they bring him up a lot in in Luke, and uh, we actually find out that he he is born from uh, Zechariah and Elizabeth, and the the kind of crazy connection here is Elizabeth is Mary, her it's her cousin, so Jesus's mom is Elizabeth's cousin. Okay, so I mean they they speculate that. Because of that, John is Jesus's second cousin, yeah. I guess you would call it. Yeah, that's what it'd be. Um, but they're closely related. And um, I don't know. I just think it's kind of a, it's, it's a cool story uh, leading up to who John is and, and why he's born and stuff. So yeah. basically, um, Zechariah is um, a priest at the temple. Mm-hmm. And uh, an angel, Gabriel, comes to him. And says, listen, Zechariah, you're going to have a boy. You're going to have a little son. <laughs> yeah. And Zechariah's like, huh, that's funny. My wife has been barren for years and is kind of getting old. Uh, I don't think it was wise of him to say that. Like, <laughs> if Elizabeth heard <laughs> she, that. She obviously wasn't around. <laughs> yeah. If Julie heard me say that, I'd Woo, be dead. Yeah, it would not be good. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> Gabriel tells, tells Zechariah that he's, he's going to be having this son. and. And Zechariah is like way caught off guard because again Elizabeth has been barren. And basically, as as the story progresses, um, Elizabeth does end up getting pregnant, and uh, they're told by Gabriel that John is is going to basically predict the coming of the Messiah, mm-hmm. which I think is just it's it's a cool story. It's it's crazy that it lines up like. John is Jesus' second cousin. Yeah. He's going to be the one to to talk about his coming. Yeah, and, and the way Luke tells the story, it kind of like really beautifully parallels to the Abraham and Sarah story in the Old Testament where it, they were older, Sarah was barren, she laughs when God tells her that they're going to have a baby, and then that's how he starts Israel. Like that's how yeah. he starts basically the whole religion is through that child. And so... Yeah, it's it, you know something big is about to happen when you start off the gospel with that's when Luke starts off his gospel with that same story where he's like, "Hey, these people are barren, but they're having this child and you know it's tied to Jesus somehow." And so he's setting up, you know, yeah. this really cool teaser for what's to come after that. I I think it's actually kind of funny. I mean, we were talking about Zechariah, like, if, if his wife had heard that, like, he'd be in big trouble or whatever. But he basically got in trouble when he said it in front of Gabriel, too. He, he basically made a mute 
until John was born. <clears throat> yeah. I imagine that's He's like, suck. hey, you're going to say something <laughs> stupid. Let me help you out there. And and most people know the the uh, leapt in the womb story when when Mary and Elizabeth come together and the babies have this reaction. So you you really get this cool story um, at the beginning of Luke's gospel that kind of jump starts what we're, what is about to happen with John and Jesus yeah. when they flash forward, you know, 30 years. Yeah, it's kind of like an episode of Lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I reference that show maybe too much on maybe. here, but... I'm going to start know. throwing in more Office references yeah. if you keep it Come up. On, keep up. <laughs> that's what she said. All right. Uh, sorry. But yeah, so that's that's kind of like how John came to edit be. That out. Um, but as far as his story, uh, we don't know. I guess we don't really know a whole <laughs> lot about him um, outside of, of um, who his parents were. Uh, like we said, his dad was a, a priest in the temple, and basically John learns all of the scriptures of um, of the Torah and a lot of what we call the Old Testament today, like from his father. Um, so he he actually hears a lot of like the prophecies that were, and mm-hmm. and um, yeah, kind of gives him a good base of knowledge um, for him to eventually go out and preach. Yeah, well, you know, you know that he at least knew some of them because he comes out and says like, hey. I'm the voice crying out in the wilderness. Like, what did you come out here to hear? And he quotes Isaiah. Um, but kind of like you were saying, his 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 uh, life is largely like Jesus's. Um, we know when, we know his birth story. Then we have that one little picture of Jesus when he's in the temple, and that's basically all we know about John is he was born. He knows some Bible. His dad yeah. was a priest, so he probably grew up in the temple. And then again, like I said, here in a second, we'll flash forward to when he's an older guy and he's dunking people. Yeah, <laughs> Duncan people, Duncan them, yeah. Duncan them. <clears throat> well, that's what um, I can't remember who said it, but uh, one person that I had listened to was talking about uh, how baptize the word baptized literally means like full immersion. Yeah. So when they call him John the Baptist, they're not saying he is a Baptist, like, right? Like we coincidentally are southern baptists um it's like <clears throat> it's like saying dunker. no yeah john the dunker john the guy who puts people underwater <laughs> man i wish i wish that's how it was written in the bible like yeah. john the dunker just sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah or <laughs> i have to say this we um as you know i have a one and a half year old yeah. and that is what we refer to number twos as dunkers <laughs> <laughs> we call them i started at one point saying um Dunkalunk. Like, do you have a dunkalunk in your pants? <laughs> and so then we just shortened it to dunk. Do you have a dunk in your pants? <laughs> this is parenting 101 right here. It's good stuff. You should pay attention. This is great. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts should really uh, reconsider changing their name to just Dunkin' now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. I, I, for, fortunately, he is not called that, or I would, right. I would have issues uh, trying to say his name with a straight face. So, so from, from John's. Um, time with his father and learning all this scripture, we actually, we find out from a young age, he actually like leaves home. He ends up going out into the wilderness. And I can't remember if we were talking about this before or if I'd read it, but like when we're, when we're talking about the wilderness, it's not necessarily what most people think of when they hear wilderness. Mm -hmm. Like when I hear wilderness, I'm thinking like the woods. Yeah. Like as a kid, I, I would always think about like going out into the wild. And yeah. It was like trees all around me and like deer a, and birds. You're on a mountain or. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, 
I think during, or sorry, I think within this reference, wilderness is actually like the desert. Yeah, very. It, it, it's the exact same, you know, reference that they use when they talk about uh, God's people leaving Exodus, or sorry, hap- doing the Exodus, leaving Egypt to go into the wilderness to sacrifice and worship God. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. John to me just sounds like super BA when they <laughs> when they talk about like I, they don't describe much about it, but they were like, yeah. yeah, John, he went into the wilderness, and you want to know what he he had for a daily meal and, yeah. and nutrition? Locust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, he's like Bear Grylls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> except if like the TV show was real, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> and he didn't fake a bunch of stuff. Although, it, fake or not, that guy does some weird stuff. But that's yeah. basically John with um, more odd clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was it? So John, I guess John wrapped himself in camel skin. Yeah. Ate locusts and, and honey. Was wild that, honey. Yeah, yep. wild honey. Mm-hmm. He took, had a leather belt. He leather had a leather belt. belt. Mm-hmm. Took dunkers in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where else are you going to go? It's the wilderness. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. Just, so that's... When I think of John, that's the image I think of, like just this this tough bear-like looking dude, like mm-hmm. he, who eats crickets or grasshoppers or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Man. Yeah, yeah. So it it's uh, John. John is in the wilderness, and he's got all these. Um, he's got this education and background in scripture, and he's going out and and he is he's just preaching. And like you were saying, he's, like he's John saying, the Baptist, John the John Dunker. The Baptist, he, John the Dunker. <laughs> he eventually gets quite a bit of a following. Um, because as we're finding, he, he is actually already predicting the coming of the Messiah. And he's, he's preparing for Jesus to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to mention that, that I, it's a little bit of a throwback, but I don't want to forget it. Uh, and part of the reason that when people come up to him later and they're like, hey, are you Elijah? And it's because they shared that crazy backwoods type of lifestyle. And John denies it. He's like, no, I'm not Elijah. But Jesus later, who obviously understood things a little better than than John, (laughs) he comes back and basically references, like, this guy is the the Elijah that we were expecting. This guy is the fulfillment of that prophecy that there would be a person who came to pave the way for Jesus to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, there were a lot of notions about who John was and like I mean uh, based on his preachings and him talking about the Messiah like it, there was the Elijah and there were a lot of people thinking he was the Messiah, but luckily <laughs> Luckily for Jesus and and for us, John was a humble dude and like recognized. No, I I can't take any of the credit for this. Like I am not the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. Yeah, which under understandably so. There was some confusion because he's he's baptizing people, which mm-hmm. is even a hang up for me because I'm going wait no we're baptized because Jesus has saved us. So if John's baptizing people beforehand, what was that like? And basically, I mean, you could have an hour-long conversation about just that, but basically he's baptizing them into a new way of life. It it seems that you could explain it exactly the same way of, well, how was Abraham saved if Jesus Jesus wasn't around yet? Well, he was believing in this coming Savior. That's who John was talking about. And he was baptizing people as proof that they believed in that they were go- were going or they had changed lives. Yeah, it, it was a form of repentance, really. Yeah. I mean, and that's 
I think that's really kind of a, the most bold form of it we've seen mm-hmm. um, before Jesus comes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I believe it's Luke. It may be Matthew. One of those two accounts even talks about tax collectors coming up and soldiers coming up. And he's saying, um, hey, well, he basically tells them both the same thing, but he tells tax collectors, you're collecting more than you should be. Stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tells soldiers, you're you're hustling people for money. You're like threatening them to give you money. Stop doing that. Yeah. And they do. I mean, presumably, like the 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 assumption you have after he says that and they get baptized is they change. They stop doing those kinds of things. The uh, Bible Project that we've referenced before, but they always just do these really great videos about different books of the Bible. But I happened to be watching a Luke one recently, and something that they said uh, stuck out to me was that when John's baptizing in these rivers, uh, just like we said, John, uh, John's parents were kind of this parallel to Abraham and Sarah. John is baptizing people in a river that was symbolic of um, Israel crossing rivers before to be with God, and they failed, you know, over and over again. They kept departing from God, and so John is there in that river baptizing people and then bringing them back out and saying, okay, now you live this life of repentance. You live this life for God. And so that's also kind of, uh, I thought, a a really cool symbolism about what exactly John was doing. I love it. Man, I, uh, yeah, so John's doing all these baptisms, but the part that I think that's got to be just, I I can't imagine being there in the moment, but like when Jesus shows up and he's Mm -hmm. like, hey, baptize me. Yeah. You're like, uh, wait, Jesus, like the son of God wants me to baptize him Mm -hmm. and not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it's it's crazy, but it was for the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies, and yeah, yeah, it was for that fulfillment. You know, it kind of the easy one to serve up is that it was so he could relate to us. We have to be yeah. baptized. Why would Jesus need to? He's perfect. Well, he's demonstrating. You know, right? Jesus wasn't just an example, but to some extent, extent, he was an example. Um, if we should live like anybody, we should live like Jesus. Um, but another weird thing that I was thinking about is that adds to that, okay, yeah, John baptized Jesus. That's crazy. But when you think about it, John was saying, hey, I baptize with water, but Jesus is going to come who baptized you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So it's, it is kind of odd that John baptized Jesus because he's saying, hey, it's just water. Right. But then, you know, the clouds open up and you have this crazy moment where God says, hey, this is my son who I'm really pleased with, and the Holy Spirit falls down. So literally what John said is happening. Like, hey, I'm just using water. This guy's going to bring the Holy Spirit, and then boom, it happens. <laughs> like, it just just blows the you know world right open, and then that starts Jesus' ministry. Um, but another thing that I found in my... Or that just it just caught, I found it in my research, but it just caught me a little bit. It's like he baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, none of us are like getting burned at the stake or anything. I mean, uh, presumably people have <laughs> for their faith beforehand, but or before. But um, it, it really <clears throat> the best explanation I found is it's kind of saying like you can either have this purifying fire of the Holy Spirit or you'll have this fire of judgment that Jesus will talk yeah. about. Um, so. Yeah, I heard, I've heard that too before, where it's like a refining process where like 
if you're even using like gold as an example or something like yeah it's going to be covered in things and like jesus can either like burn the 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 bad off or melt the the gold yeah. itself yeah and it's easy to draw that line when he says the holy spirit and fire um th- that those two are joined that it is a good burning yeah. but then you also see in matthew 9 10 when john the sadducees come out to see john doing his thing and he says uh every tree therefore that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire so he's basically saying the opposite, the opposite of that too yeah. yeah if if you're gonna be evil like you are then you're gonna be burned yeah Step off or get burned. Sorry, sorry. Actually, that verse was Matthew 3.10. I think I said 9, but yeah, gotcha. it's in 3.10. John's doing his baptizing thing. He says that. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk uh, a little bit more about you know why, why all of this is in, important and uh, what, what John's ultimate role was. If you'd like to help support us, we want to encourage you to go to bibleandstuff.com slash audible. Uh, audible.com will offer you the opportunity to download one free book uh, and then from there kind of browse through what other books you might be interested in reading yourself. Yeah, and if you go to our link at bibleandstuff.com slash audible, you'll have the opportunity to sign up for a free trial and get a free audiobook when you do. Um, one I might suggest that goes along with this episode, if maybe we've been talking about John the Baptist and you're interested in baptism, what exactly does that mean? What's it look like? There's a really good short book by a guy named R.C. Sproul called What is Baptism? It's part of his Crucial Questions series, and it's definitely worth the listen. So go to bibleandstuff.com slash audible, sign up today, get that book or another one if you prefer, and help us out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all, Dunkers. So that's most of the story of John, um, at least for for the purpose of of be, being a prophet uh, for Jesus and and like calling out that he was the Messiah and mm. and he was the one coming. Um, but there is some after story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, uh, one of the people that John had confronted was King Herod uh, at the mm-hmm. time. And which is Herod, Herod, the uh, baby Jesus, the guy that killed all the kids right. around baby Jesus. It is his son. son. Yes. Yeah. So basically, John, John calls him out. Um, I think it was for stealing his brother's wife or it, it was some kind of like unsanctified way of, of being with the woman he's with now. Um, yeah, Herodias, who plays kind of a major part in the story, was Herod's brother's wife. That's what it was. Yeah. John kind of told him, hey, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And basically because of that, Herod is like, yeah, well, I have the authority to put you in jail, so I'm going to do it. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 was a bad, it was a bad move publicly, um, even though John was doing the right thing. Yeah. 
And so it also left a bad taste in Herodias's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> she did not like that. She was no longer a fan of John Boy. No. Yeah. And so John ends up imprisoned, and uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's for Herod's birthday. Yes, it's this, his birthday party. This big party because <laughs> he's a grown man, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> he has birthday parties. <laughs> Oh, I want birthday parties. I know. I wish we could still have them, but it's unfortunate. I'm going to throw... Uh, let's let's throw each other surprise birthday parties. We should. Our birthdays are surprisingly close together. They are. We should just have one big bash. Let's do it. But let's not have um, our nieces dance. Yeah, no. Weird. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Which is basically what happens. So um, they, they, they have all these people here. Herod's trying to impress the guys. He's like, hey... We're going to have this girl come dance, who is Herodias' daughter, which makes him, he it makes her Herod's niece-daughter thing weird. Yeah. <laughs> and so she does this very promiscuous dance, and uh, he likes it, which is, again, weird. It kind of tells you how hit, wicked of a, of a guy Herod is. And he says, okay, tell me what you want, and I'll give it to you, because um, I'm that kind of guy. I'm powerful. He's, you know, he's trying to kind of flex his yeah. muscles a little bit. And so she goes, and of course, her mom's like, I'll tell you what to tell you. <laughs> or I'll tell you what to tell him. That's we want the head of John the Baptist. So um, the daughter slash niece says that, and Herod's like, dang it. Shouldn't have said anything, <laughs> but I did. So unfortunately, John's got to go. Yeah, and I mean, they didn't just bring him his head attached to his body. Like, it was, it was on... It was John's head on a platter. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just messed up. Messed up. Yep. That's an odd birthday present. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also bad news uh, for John. Um, which is kind of leads me to this thought. Matt Chandler has this really good uh, little snippet of a message. I may post it in the show notes. But he's talking about um, Matthew 11, I believe it is. Um, where John, so it's the only other mention we have of John, I believe, between what we talked about and the death. And it's John writing to Jesus and saying, are you the guy? Are you the one? Or should we look for another? Because I'm in jail, not super enjoying this right now. Yeah. <laughs> kind of stinks. <laughs> so please, for sure, tell me yes. Um, and so Jesus writes back, or he tells the, the messengers come, Jesus says, tell them this. Tell them that the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, the uh, the good news is preached to the poor. And by that, he'll know, basically. But what's so crazy, and this is what Chandler points out in this little talk, is that after that, the good news, he's quoting from Isaiah, mm-hmm. and the piece after that, the good news is preached to the poor, says, and um, those that are in prison are set free. The captives are set free. But he doesn't say that. So when he quotes Isaiah back to John and he says, the good news is preached to the poor, hard stop, period, John goes, well, dang. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what's up and yeah, what's coming. I'm not getting out. Yeah. Um, and so obviously, you know, like, he, those things are true. The blind are seeing, you know, Jesus is healing people. So John knows, okay, this is the guy. But Jesus also kind of gives him this message of like, this is where it ends for you, buddy. And it's not like a mean thing or whatever, but it, 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 it is what chandler's point was is that living for jesus may not end well you yeah. know not not it's not like we get a boat and we retire and we you know spend the last 20 of our years just sailing around the world having good times like certainly that may happen for you but 
truly like you know you know with with reckless abandon following jesus probably or or possibly may not go super well you'll probably suffer uh in some way shape or form and john obviously did yeah but it was all worth it i think he would say that i agree um yeah so uh, basically i i mean tanner just pointed out like just how how crazy that is that you know john I feel like that was maybe John's only moment of like potential weakness where he was like actually questioning like, are you the true Messiah? Um, I mean, he was, he was bold in his preaching like throughout his life, like going up against the Pharisees and the Sadducees, like even calling out Herod on stuff, like all about repentance, all about Jesus being the Messiah. That one moment of doubt, but even from that, getting the response he did, like he was faithful mm-hmm. till the end. Yeah, yeah, and that, as you know, you kind of said we were talking about why John is important. That's kind of normally how we wrap these things up. Why does any of this matter? Um, and it's that he lived this extraordinary life of faith. He spent his whole life preparing the way for Jesus, even before he was actually out there preaching and prophesying. He was most likely studying scripture memorizing these things and and realizing what his purpose was um and then as we see up until his death he was he was faithful and he did those things um in fact jesus goes on to say like he is the best man like there is no other man that's ever lived that was better than john which is funny like i remember getting married and actually reading this passage at the same time and i'm like oh that's cool we have a picture of this in in our weddings like Jesus says that John was the best man that ever lived, um, and John spent his whole life just preparing the way for Jesus, just getting everything ready for him, not taking any glory for himself, literally just serving Christ, which is what the best man does is yeah. at a wedding. Like It's a small picture, but the best man is not there to like look cool or do anything. He's literally there just to help a brother out and like make it, take care of problems, deal with stuff, all that. I mean, that's a tiny little glimpse of what John the Baptist was like that we see in our wedding ceremonies, which I thought was interesting. That is a cool reflection of it, yeah. Yeah. I'm also looking at John as, I don't know, I I feel like as Christians sometimes, um, sorry, as new Christians, we get told a lot like, yeah, like everything's happy-go-lucky when you're a Christian. Like, Nothing goes wrong. Jesus loves you. Like you're gonna, you're gonna <laughs> inherit all the the graciousness of God and all these things. But like we're seeing here, that's that's not necessarily the case. You could live your entire life like pouring your heart out for Jesus and, and preaching His word. Um, but there's gonna be pain and there's gonna be struggle. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of new Christians aren't told that when they they get started, and yeah, and that can be that can be really hard <laughs> later on when they're like, "Shoot, this isn't all," you know. Yeah, painless. Go, and <laughs> it would be if you haven't already go back and listen to the episode we did on Philippians. I believe I believe it'll come out before this one, and that's basically what Paul talks about that whole book. You're probably gonna suffer, 
there's a way to find joy in that. There's a way to say, this is sharing in the suffering of Christ, so therefore it's important, therefore it's worth it. Um, and there's yeah, I st- hope I, <laughs> I wasn't trying to scare people off. Like, there is an ultimate <laughs> no, good, absolutely. and there is worth to well, it. <laughs> well, it's very... It, I, I think the way you said it is good, because it's very anti-prosperity. You know, some people want to say that if God loves me, I'll have it exactly the way I want it. Mm-hmm. I'll be rich. I won't be sick. I'll have a hot wife. <laughs> you know, I'll have as many kids as I want. They'll be cute. Um, you know, all those good things. And you should just speak that into existence or, you know, if you pray enough or whatever, that'll happen. And that's just not true. We see yeah. that throughout the whole Bible. All these people <laughs> that love God die. <laughs> and if you just look at the apostles themselves, all but John die horrible deaths, yeah. uh, and he himself was John, uh, John the Gospel writer, not John right. the Baptist. But he himself was boiled alive and then sent on this island by himself to <laughs> write two books of the Bible before he croaked. Um, so <clears throat> what they did was great. We literally read their books today, but it wasn't always happy-go-lucky, yeah, fun for them, yeah. So we are already like knee deep into our fun facts. We forgot to announce that we were in our our lightning round, but um, yeah, that's that pretty much wraps it up. You know, one of the the, the two things we had down was that John also had doubts, and that uh, no man is greater than John. But yeah, yeah I mean, if the, if there's anybody worth emulating besides Jesus, John's one of those guys. Um, so it's it's fun to dig into the little bit that we know about him. And, and really get to study and see what his purpose was and see why he was important. So uh, as we wrap up, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it. If we got anything wrong or if you have another episode idea you'd like to hear us talk about, make sure and email us at hello at bibleandstuff.com. And you can also follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, at uh, Bible and Stuff. And you hit us up on there. Let us know what you think. Share us with your friends. We really appreciate it. Last but not least, leave a rating or interview on iTunes. That really helps us out. Um, it'll get us up in the charts, and, and more people will get to hear it. Well, we really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, we hope that you found all of this insightful, and we are excited to, to share more with you, and hope you join us again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye <laughs> now.